Welcome everybody to Himakalaya Sassy boy. It's fucking it's the intro to an offspring song, baby. <laughs> it's cr- Welcome everybody. Do you remember that? That was what was it? X Day on the Ombre. Yeah. That was a good album. I was just thinking of it's crazy taxi. Crazy taxi. Dude, I fucking love that game. That was a good game. I'm, I'm Jeff. That. Oh, I'm Josh. And on this show, you send us emails, we read them, and then we say something, and then we read another one. Fucking, it's very simple. It's a simple-ass program, and we're mixing it up this time, baby boys, baby girls, baby in the middle. Baby babies. <laughs> baby everything you want to be. Baby, baby. I'm going first this time. Holy shit. And the first email is from Jack Carpenter. Ooh, handsome Jack. Sexy boy. It's called Bajoran Stink. It's just wow. some straight up racism right out the that door. Is, we're off to a really good start. <laughs> he says, Hey there, you dang Trexters. Hope all is well in your neck of the galaxy. Y'all get vaccinated yet? Wow, that's awesome slash too bad. <laughs> yeah, we're both one vaccine in. Josh is literally getting his tomorrow, his second. Tomorrow, yeah, we're doing this on Tuesday because tomorrow I'm going to get the flu for three days. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it is awesome. I'm ready to be vaccinated. Yeah, me too. I don't get mine until the 20th. Vaccinations and cracksinations. That's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, I'm watching through DS9 again for like the fifth or sixth time because why not? Agreed. It's my favorite series, as I've mentioned before, but man, I absolutely cannot stand the Bajorans. Wow. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I mean, this sounds like something a racist would say. I'm not racist, but... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Cardassians could get fucked too. Oh, no. Oh, man. But for some reason, this particular watch-through has had me more anti-Bajoran than I've ever been. Jesus Christ. They're kind of like, just don't know yet. They're like babes. They're babes in the woods. They don't know any better. Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to uh, out myself as a virulent racist as well. Okay. And I'm going to back up Jack here. There are many times in the series where I'm like, man, fuck these Bajorans. They're annoying as fuck. They're, like, annoying. And, like, I know they're supposed to be annoying because, like, they're supposed to show, like, kind of, like, what the Federation has to go through to deal with yeah. new societies. But they're traumatized, too, right? Like, they're fucked up, man. It's true. They have a full... They have, like... They're fully, like... I get it. I get it. I get why I get they're it. the way they are. I want a full-blown Hunters-esque Star Trek series where Bajorans just go hunting Cardassians. That sounds wild. I'd watch the show. And, like, yeah, they, like, murder them. <laughs> Where's that? Anyway. <laughs> Jack says, I understand Wynn and her zealots are the bad slash radical Bajorans, but I've just come to be, but I've just come to the conclusion that most of them are overly religious jagaloons. Jagaloons. That's a good use. I love that word so much. Even characters I love, like Kira, will every now and again revert to just being an evangelical nut out of nowhere, and it frustrates the hell out of me. Here's where I will say, Jack... That living on the planet right now in America has affected your viewing of Star Trek. That's true. I mean, it's impossible to not have that to come not. into play, but that's yeah. very true. 
Yeah. Um, you're more. You're not mad at me. You're mad at your dad. <laughs> Here's the thing about Kira. Kira never becomes an evangelical nut. She never starts trying to convert anyone else to her yeah. religion. She's yeah, always she, very respectful of the fact that other people don't believe the same thing she does. Yeah, she she gets the benefit of hanging around the 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 officers, which you know rubs off on her in a good way, right? Like she's she, like, oh, well, there's different people. Like there's different. If she goes <laughs> she goes to the D and D club and hangs out with the atheists. <laughs> and when she comes home, her parents are like, "Where did you learn that? <laughs> Satan? It's a Satan game." Uh, he says, sorry for just dunking on an entire race out of nowhere, but like I said, they've just been really terrible for me during this watch through for some reason. I wonder if my mood shifted this much because of how the real world yes. I just said that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is right now and how in regards of evangelicals, etc. Or is it or if it's just because I've seen the series so many times I'm noticing new things. Who knows? I probably just wanted to bitch about it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> fucking amazing you're right though it's for sure like a combination of like where we're at in the world right now and like you're watching through it again like right now when some of it's really boiling to the surface with like all the anti-trans laws and shit that are trying to get past yeah absolutely through like religious means i think also when you when you know where the show is going you're like, why are we doing this again? Like when you watch through yeah. it again, and that's happened to me too. It's true. Where I've been like, I know, I don't care. <laughs> Shut up, right? <laughs> like there's bigger, there's bigger problems, and and that's you're you're taking the viewpoint of the Federation at that point, where you're like, there's bigger problems than this. Oh yeah. Shut the hell up. What's well, like, whenever you and I watch this show, and like I'll speak for myself, I guess I won't drag you into it, but like every time I watch any Star Trek show, I'm like, the Federation is us. We're the Federation. It's me. Yeah. I'm part of it. Yeah, it's me. I'm, yeah, I'm the good guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks anyways, bros. Commander Jack Carpenter, USS Virginia, senior. I forgot about Jack Jr. and Threenier. Threenier, of course. P.S. Regardless of her religious shenanigans, Kira can still get it. Yeah, agreed. The thing about Kira is that she is the hottest main cast character in all of Star Trek. Ever? Oh my god. I don't know. Actually, Uhura probably is. Uhura... Oh, there, we did this already. Yeah, but we already did all this. There's a lot. I mean, to Paul, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't discount to Paul. I, interestingly, I don't remember who won. It was... Uhura? I think it... I, uh, hope, I, hope, I feel like I wanted it to be Uhura. I think was it was Cisco? Dax. Might have been Dax. I think it was Jedzia Dax. It wasn't Kira. I know that. Yeah, which it wasn't is crazy. Kira. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, Kira, Kira can always get it, regardless. Redhead. <laughs> Our next email is from uh, Fedco, although it is uh, co-written by Jason, and it's supposed to be from Q. Wow. It's entitled "Goodbye Ruby Tuesday." It's hey, it's me, Q. Wow, I totally believe it's Q. It's, it's I don't know real why. Q, everybody. That's what Q would say. <laughs> did you know that Ruby Tuesdays went out of business? I did know that. Yes. In the 21st century, I reopened them as Ruby Q's days. Do you get oh. it? Do you get the joke? No. Yeah. I know. I I got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I ain't no, laughing, I but it. I got it. That's a real funny joke, Fred Cole. <laughs> 
Did you know that in the Federation it becomes legal to have sex with an alien race once they've achieved warp capability? We call it the Prime Erective. Wow, these are amazing dad jokes. The third joke is the menu, and it's just a link to the Ruby Tuesdays menu. Uh, highlights include appetizers, guac with chips, spinach artichoke dip with unlimited chips, yeah, and new with an exclamation point mozzarella sticks. Oh, I fucking love mozzarella sticks. Okay, fucking chicken and broccoli pasta, ribs, fucking family pasta meals. What are you getting at here? <laughs> he linked the lunch and breakfast menus, too. You know why? Because we said send whatever you want. Oh, yeah. So well, now I mean, this is on our face. This is egg on our face. Although now. if you do click these, it does take you to... Uh, server error and slash application for one of them i got and a breakfast menu here the other is a, a, a literal breakfast menu <laughs> i can't scroll though you can't scroll and you can't set location because it doesn't exist we couldn't locate you automatically please sir fucking there isn't any <laughs> yeah Locations. okay bye p.s cork says pasta fagioli wow Saying that they could send whatever they want cuts like a double-edged sword, doesn't it? <laughs> Everything we do is a double-edged sword. It's true. There's always some sort of a, uh, like, like a, a loophole that people can take to turn that sword edge against us. It It's like Darth Maul lightsaber. The other end also <laughs> ignites. Don't forget. Let us move on quickly to the next email. <laughs> All right. From, uh... uh Jason Q. Jason. Jason Q. Okay. Uh, It's titled uh, Ensign Jason Q of the Starship Chateau Reporting In. Ooh, fancy. Fancy land. It's my first time writing to my favorite Trek boys with money, dollar signs, and a Z. Why didn't we fucking copyright that? I don't know. We're fucking idiots. We are. Well, that might be a shirt. I'm writing this email as I listen to M-Class emails, 19. I've only just found the series, and I'm loving it so far. I most am looking forward to reaching out to a group of good... I think you meant to say trekkers, but I'm waiting to write any questions I have for you, or any pitches. If you're still even taking them by the time I catch up to you mad space devils. This is the longest sentence in history. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We're, I mean, we're going to do this forever until we're dead. We're like yeah. going to be skeletons with beards doing this. And that'll show you how long we've been doing it. Because yeah, even our skeletons have beards. If a skeleton grows a beard, it's been a long time. <laughs> I kind of want to do a Star Trek, like an M-Class shirt that has t- us as skeletons with beards. Do it. Fuck it. Let's just do whatever we want. That it's like pretty good. We can do whatever we want. Fuck it. Just us on the, either side of a computer. <laughs> Maybe with like a lightning bolt separating. I don't fucking know. Us on either side, uh, like laying against a computer, like, and one of us has like our bone hand up on hitting enter. Yeah. And it says like <laughs> M class email episode 3 million or something. It's like some absurd, it's like pie. It's like some absurd number. <laughs> oh my god. Until I catch up to again uh, being modern, hope I'm not being too much of a bother. No, no you're no, 0% in, bother. Send in the email. Send in whatever you want, as we just learned. Yeah, we'll take both edges, we'll take both ends of that double-sided sword, though. Yeah. Ass to ass, that sword. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh Jesus! That's a that's a reference. It's a reference uh, to a very happy movie. That yeah, that movie will make you feel really good. Sincerely, though, thank you for talking about the good stuff and making me laugh out loud so many occasions over the past couple of days. Thank you. Wish you guys all the best, Ensign Jason of the Starship. Chateau. Chateau. Thank now, you, Jason. Thank you for listening. That's awesome. We're glad you're digging it. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That, is that another shirt? Can we put it in the Go Climb a Rock font, or do we will know. we get sued again? That CBS owns Arial fucking italics, so I can't use that. <laughs> Don't you love that about fonts when it's just like some normal ass fucking font and like you have to buy it like fuck that shit our next email is from metroid mike (laughs) it's entitled the tale of the guy who maybe stabbed someone question mark that could be anybody anybody you see on the street could be a guy that stabbed somebody uh uh, afternoon jeff get any new jeans lately no oh sorry hey man i know they can be costly but treat yourself you deserve coals has deals you deserve Coles has deals. Okay, so Metroid Mike has not spell-checked any of this. Cool. You deserve Coles has deals, Jeff. Uh, what's up, Josh? Eating a good sandwich lately? No. That sounds great. Sorry for sentence fragments. I type how I talk, and with my dys- dyslexia, my proofreading is useless, but I'll try. I appreciate great, the we, effort. Now we feel terrible about making fun of... I feel nothing. Treat yourself, Coles has deals. I feel absolutely nothing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think Metroid Mike had told me before that he had dyslexia. I appreciate the effort, regardless. Very much no, so. I'm very bad at reading publicly, so the fact that I can even read on this is a miracle. You're getting better every episode, though. Thank you. <laughs> you have to admit, it's getting better. It's getting better, better all, the, all time. the time. Now we're fucking sued into the fucking garbage. Oh, we're gonna get wrecked for that. That's bye. See ya. The tale of the guy who probably stabbed someone. Thunder sounds. So out of college, I worked at a pizza kitchen in downtown Oklahoma City. On my first week, I met an older man who worked in the back uh, with me named Armand. Good name. He was very chatty and nice to me, and I kid you not, he loved Neelix. All right, bad. Don't like him anymore. This is a terrible. He definitely stabbed somebody. Yeah, probably his own mother. Every exactly everyone who loves Neelix stabbed at least one family member to death. And I know you're listening to this right now, Daruma, and I mean you. Damn. But (laughs) called out. He keeps submitting the Ethan. Phillips Neelix collection, whenever we do collection no. submission. No, that'll never. No. no. I told him that there's one way that'll happen for sure, and that's to put a bullet in my head and get somebody else to replace me on the show. <laughs> we'll have to uh, be skeletons with beards before we do that. Uh, but he talked about how he missed Philly and wished he could go back. Yeah, everyone feels that way. Well, if he's from Philly, he definitely stabbed somebody. I mean, I have. I chose not to ask him what happened, which is probably for the best. At some point, he was gone for two weeks and came back with a legally... His name changed legally to Yuri. Sure. I asked him why the random name changed, and he says that every few years he changes his name. That was my big red flag. Yeah, that's that's not great. Six months ago, six months go by, and he came back with a new name, Balthazar. That's a fucking rad name. He had the paperwork and everything. Saw his new license because I told him I didn't believe him, and he just laughed it off. 
A month goes by and he stops showing up for work. Eventually on the news we see someone had stabbed a woman at one of the malls here and the picture kinda looked like him. And he <laughs> ghosted us so we all assumed that's what was happened. Years later I found him again as a security guard in Tulsa. I didn't ask him his new name but we briefly chatted and then months later he was gone again. What the fuck? Maybe he's a ghost. So I t- <laughs> Josh was waiting the whole time for that story to get supernatural and when it did he a made it himself. Ghost. So I don't know if he did, but something ain't right. He's gone again now. No idea where he is. Sun Tzu's Art of War, rule number 17. When the going gets tough, make your muscles really, really big. That's a good one. Signed, Metroid Mike, commander on the USS Enterprise. Enterprise? Sounds like my kind of ship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so here's the thing, like, I was, the whole time I was reading this, I remember, I have a cousin, he's like my third cousin, I think. Yeah. And his, his name was Richard something, I'm not gonna give out his full name, but everyone called him Dicky. Yeah. He's dead, so I guess I could, but I'm not gonna. Rip. Um, his name I'm is sorry Dickie. for your loss. And he, uh, you'll learn that the, you probably shouldn't be. I've read the context <laughs> clues, I, I believe this is not a problem. As we, uh, uh like... He went to jail for attempted manslaughter. Yeah. And when he got out of jail, he um, continually ran afoul with the law for um, stabbing people. Oh. Usually in bars. And um, weirdly, like, I know you're picturing, like, some sort of weird hick because of where I grew up. Sure. Probably the accent. I mean, if you want to be racist. But, um... Prejudice, but whatever. Hey, as um, long as he's no Bajoran, I'm cool. True, true, true. No fucking crinkle nose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, but he looked like he belonged in the episode of Star Trek we just recorded. The fucking piece of the action. Oh, yeah. And uh, one Did day... Did he talk like that? No, nah, he didn't talk like that. He was like... Fully, he would just say what the fuck ever right to someone's face because he knew he would just stabby stabby if they said something to him. He had anger issues. Um, he 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 really liked me for some reason, and I think it's because like I was a very quiet, unassuming, like timid kind of kid. Maybe he just like knew how tall you were and how hard it would be to stab you. Well, he he knew I was gonna get tall. He, yeah, I, th- I think he died before I got tall. I don't remember, but he he came into my he came up to my room and he was like, "Hey, I got you a present." I was like, "Cool!" And he gave Switch me point. a World War One trench knife. Oh, nice! That's fucking. That's yeah. Like it was a replica, but it, it like if if you listening at home don't know what a trench knife is, it's a it's a slight it's like a straight dagger blade with a that brass has knuckles. brass knuckles yeah. on it. And I, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. They're outlawed by the Geneva Convention. <laughs> they fully are. They're outlawed in every country in the world. You're not allowed to have brass knuckles like anywhere in America. No. And he like left it with me, and I thought it was the coolest shit. And my dad walked past my room one day and saw me with it, and he was like, where in the fuck did you get that? It probably was a murder weapon. And I was like, uh, Uncle Dickie gave it to me, and he was like, give it to me. Aww. And he took it and he washed the handle off of it. 
and he like took a fucking rag and carried it back to my my cousin and gave it back to him and was like do not ever give my son a weapon again oh that was that's fucked up dude my fuck my fucking shithole of a cousin was trying to pin the murder on me <laughs> Uh, he did go back to jail afterwards for two or three years for something. I don't remember what, but it was probably not attempted murder if it was at least two or three years. Them Duke boys tried to frame Jeff for the murder. <laughs> and then he jumped his 69 charger over a bridge. He fucking, like, uh, he laughed about it. Like, when I got old enough to be like, did you give me, like, a murder weapon? He was always like, <laughs> guess you'll never know. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Glad I don't uh, have that anymore. <laughs> rip, rip Uncle Dicky. Uh, Jesus. He was fun, though. He was a fun dude, but he was so—he was such a fucking criminal. And he definitely had anger issues. Yeah. He, like, robbed places all the time. He For fun. He didn't need the money. He just robbed them for That's fun. That's, like, what they do. That's, like, a lot of criminals just like it, right? They're just like, it's cool. He was a career criminal, and he thought it was awesome. Yeah. Can't really do that anymore. No. No, they have, the they have cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna find you. <laughs> Like they will. They found unless him you're then. like that guy and you change your name every four months. They found him then is the thing, and they didn't have cameras everywhere. <laughs> I'm sure he was very thorough with his cover up. He seems like it for sure. Although, like just giving it to a kid you're related to seems like a pretty shitty. Why don't idea. you just throw it in a river? I don't know. My fingerprints were all over that shit, so <laughs> they wouldn't have thought you did it. You'd, they'd, you'd have been like Uncle Dicky gave it to me. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, now we know who did it." God, it'd be so easy to be a kid murderer. Not a <laughs> not a dude who murders kids. That seems difficult. That's but harder. A yeah. kid who murders adults, like a like a the good son, right? Yeah, right. Macaulay Culkin is like a murderer. He's like a serial killer. Yeah, it'd be super easy because you just be like, "Oh, my uncle gave it to me." Yeah, he uncle told me to Dickie. keep it for him. Yeah. Which is not what I did, by the way. I know it sounds like that's what I did now that you're hearing the the context, but I did not do that. <laughs> Prove that you didn't, Jeff. <laughs> well, he's dead now, so he can't tell any tales, can he? Dead men tell no tales <laughs> unless they're ghosts. That's what I always say. Anyway, I also didn't kill him, if that's what you're thinking, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where that cool trench knife is. Uh, you'll never find it. Anyway, our uh, what's our next email, Josh? <laughs> our next email is uh, from Carson, they, them. Okay, okay, Carson, okay. Uh, says, uh, in the title, it's called Humor in Trek. Ooh. Hey, uh, Breck Toys. Oh, that's a new one, I think. FTLT, what does that mean? Uh, for the last time or faster than light travel. Faster than light travel. That's what I always think it is. Faster than light, yeah. I'm a big weirdo who has First been time, long time. Oh, it's not faster. Now it means faster why, than light travel. Why did that take me so long? <laughs> we are not at our best today. Is there a best? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big weirdo who has been listening to the show since literally the second episode. Wow. Wow. Way to and stick I, with it. And have only managed to make my way halfway through TOS and TO, TNG, respectively, because I'm slow as hell at watching TV shows. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, there was a pandemic. That was the time, but... 
<laughs> maybe maybe the next one. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not talk about the inevitable on in the show right now. <laughs> let's not talk about two real things. That being said, Trek is pretty much my favorite thing now. Yes. It's speeding up recently because season three and four of TNG slap ass hard and fast. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes. What I wanted to ask y'all about is something a friend of mine, also a big Treko, often praises one of Trek's greatest qualities, humor. Yes. The reason we find it to be such an important part of the show's identity is that it does such an excellent job of hu- humanizing the characters. Yeah. No, I agree. No, you're 100% right. That's like the secret ingredient. That's the chemical X. Yeah. That makes this show the Powerpuff Girls of franchises. Like, <laughs> the Powerpuff Girls of television shows. Don't think about that too long. <laughs> I just love when Picard is just just deadpan, like, disgusted. Like, that's so funny. It is. The thing is, like, I talk about this especially with Deep Space Nine because they do it so well. But they do it in TNG as well. And even in TOS, every character has something that makes them funny yeah. in some way or another. In Deep yeah. Space Nine, they do this like to the T, where yeah. every character pretty much has a serious personality and a comedy personality. Yeah. Even Kira, who she's just like being a princess, and she's like, I don't like any of this crap. Like, she's too serious. And, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. When she's, anything is silly around her, it becomes twice as silly because she's so serious. Yeah, and she's uh, immediately, like, a fish out of water, which plays well, yes, right? absolutely. You can really have a, you can't really have a show that tackles the nature of humanity as its main subject without showing dumbass humans bumble-fucking around every <laughs> now and then, right? Yes. <laughs> However, I've noticed a lot of episodes I've enjoyed of TOS and TOG as goofy little one-offs seem to be viewed as unfavorably by the community at large, like me during the last episode, because they don't necessarily have a meaty that have as meaty of a premise as the typical good episode. I mean, yeah. I, I think we're probably not the type of people that they're talking about here because like we love episodes like the Magnificent Ferengi. Yeah, they're great. Or like uh, the fucking um, Our Man Bashir and right. Bada Bing Bada Bam that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like I know. I love the one-off goofy episodes that are funny. The last one just wasn't very funny. <laughs> no, I think something is lost in the time. Right. Could be. Maybe, maybe Could it was be. funnier in 1967. Who knows. On top of that, I've been watching Voyager recently. I'm so sorry. <laughs> with the with the friend I mentioned earlier, and I find that Neelix's explicit role as comic relief character is both grating and ineffective. Oh. He's worse than I even expected. You scared me so much when you when as soon as I saw you talking about Great. Neelix, I thought you were gonna say yeah. you loved him, but you were on the correct side of history here. No, Neelix is a worthless character. I hate that character like he's so misused it's absurd like it's absurd he, he's extremely grating exactly and um the thing that i really dislike i, I think i dislike him more than wesley even because oh, yeah. Wes, wesley is in some good scenes he's also around a lot more right neelix yes. is way around all the time they love neelix oh they did <laughs> the writers but- love that guy while the doctor is my is 
While the Doctor is my hilarious and probably my favorite part of the show so far. Yeah, doc- the Doctor's really cool. Yeah, the Doctor's way funnier than Neelix. You can't have the Doctor and Neelix, right? One of them needed to be... Well, Neelix needed to be gone. The show doesn't change without Neelix. And I mean, there are some episodes where uh, the storyline focuses on Neelix sort of like experiencing some hardship and actually having to deal with some consequences that aren't bad. But overall, the character doesn't have any meaningful or like positive impact on the show. They give him a a good send off when he goes to live on that like asteroid colony with his other uh, Talaxians, right? The other kitchen rats, the other kitchen rats. And then in STO, there's a a storyline where you go and you talk to him and, and like, that's, that's fine. Um, because he's like not on the ship. He works better. Not on the ship. He should have yeah. never been on the ship. But how do you do that, right? Well, there was the idea that like he was like just traveling all over through space and he would just run into them every now and then. That's what it should have been. I could deal with that. And they should be like, are you fucking following us? And he'd be like, no, no. Yeah. Like, like he, he like straight up is following them because yeah. they like leave ship wreckage and shit in their path all the time. And like they find these... Like really like lush planets with all these materials on them. Yeah, it could be. It could be like also like they're going through Borg space, and he's like, the only way I can get through here is to go with them, right? Like, to, yeah, exactly. Like that. That would be cool, but that don't do that. Uh, character writing aside, what's the difference there? We I think we sort of just said that. I don't what know. Place, what place do you think? Humor has in good Trek, and what makes the difference between a good or a bad comedic moment? Or episode. That's a really hard question. The the difference between the Doctor and Neelix is like the basic type of comedy that they're presenting. Yeah. The Doctor is um the Doctor's comedy is like deadpan snarkiness and it's uh attached to that sort of like uh, I guess what Frasier was supposed to be, where you're sort of yeah. laughing at people who take themselves too seriously. Yeah, he's a caricature of humans. Because yeah. literally, he's literally that, right? It's like, there are all these jokes, like, I fucking love the Marx Brothers. Like, I've always been yeah. a huge Marx Brothers fan. And there's always the characters that they cause havoc with and, like, shit on and cause all these problems with are all these, like, upper crust, yeah. like, straight up their ass type people and the yeah. doctor sort of uh embodies that type of stereotype where yeah, you're laughing opera. at his yeah like you're laughing at his deadpan snarkiness but you're also laughing you can laugh when things go wrong for him comedically because he is one of those stuffy type right. characters he kind of deserves it right like in a way in, yeah, in some absolutely. weird way where neelix is more like uh I mean, I'm no offense to people who like Neelix. I don't. I don't want to start a flame war on the show, really. But Neelix is like comedy for like little kids. Yeah, he's like, like he's, a he's very like clownish. Yeah. Where his 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 like upbeat jokey attitude is very sort of like kindergarten. Well, and that and that makes sense too. Like that we like the Doctor more because. Neelix is just an alien who acts like that. There's no real, like, tie to anything. Like, okay, he's a Talaxian, and Talaxians, like, 
are really friendly, I guess. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. You know, there's also the fact that that type of person in real life is, is also extremely grating. Yes. Yeah. The there's person people who's like, like, you better smile because it's a beautiful yeah. new day. Here's the bright side of everything. And you're like, shut the fuck up. And uh, he's, he's also like, the thing that Neelix gets a pass for that I really dislike is that he's also blatantly racist towards Tuvok all the time. Like, he's always talking about how Vulcans are like this, and Vulcans do that, and Mr. Vulcan... You ever notice how Vulcans be like this, and then Talaxians be like that? Yeah. He's just blatantly like, you need to cheer up and be more like me. Mr. Vulcan. Which is the reason why fucking Tuvok left the Federation to begin, or the Starfleet to begin with. Yeah, he's sick of it, yeah. Yeah. And then we're just supposed to, like, be like, oh, well, they should be friends. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, they should hate each other. Because, fuck it. Um, Why not yeah. make him, like, a grizzled old chef? That's all you had to do. Make Probably. him be, like, the 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 bounty hunter guy from the first episode, but he's yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you don't even have to make him grizzled, really. You could have him be sort of a more upbeat character, but we, he's missing... The sort of, like, grounding element that would make everyone like him. Which is, like, he should be kind of, like, roguish. He should actually be only out for himself in a little way. Like, yeah. he should be, like, a wink and a nod kind of thing. Right. Yeah, but he should... He Instead, he's just, like, a goofy clown. He also... Like, the story of, of his race is sad as fuck and yeah, he's so upbeat it's, it's so weird it's which is it's, it's supposed to be that's the sort of dichotomy right but like right it's not handled very well it doesn't I mean, work right. it doesn't work because of his character's so annoying <laughs> yeah i don't want to hear about like fucking whatever the fuck he's selling <laughs> i i think like there there are like classic comedy tropes that are in play in Star Trek that play very well. Like Josh mentioned earlier, the fish out of water with Kira. Yeah. And you get that with Picard too. Anytime he's in a situation that doesn't involve being a captain. That's kind of how every, every character has a little bit of that every now and then. Cause they're from a society that, that would view our society as like crazy. Sure. Right? In some scenarios that's easy for everybody, but like, yeah, you get, certain care like data's childlike misunderstanding and wonder of the world around them is very funny his like misunderstanding of social cues is very funny yeah it's he could only be played by a comedian so it's great that they got brent spiner like a comedic actor yeah and then you have like Riker, who has a very sort of like boyish sort of like sarcastic charm with the way he does comedic scenes yeah. He takes the piss out of people in a comedic way. Yeah, he's cheerful, but funny cheerful. Like, he, like you like him because you want to hang out with him. Yeah. And like, you don't want to hang out with Neelix. In, in Deep Space Nine, you have, like, uh, O'Brien, who's, like, the put-upon-everyman and has to deal with everybody else's, like, wacky ridiculousness, like Quark and Nog. Bashir. Bashir is, like, sort of... Bashir has the sort of like wacky neighbor energy yeah going. he's like Kimmy Gibbler almost <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't go that far he's like Kimmy Gibbler he's but like, hotter you know, but yeah for sure um, <laughs> it, it's it, 
each character has something that they do well, and none of them are stepping on each other's toes when they do it. Neelix steps on everyone's toes in a scene when he does his stupid shtick. What about when he dances? Do you like that? I do love that. That's true. Oh, well, I have a gift for you. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm so excited. I can't wait Um, to show it to you. um, I don't want to piss my pants, so keep it on a DL. Um, (laughs) That's where comedy works best. I think... uh, the reason why Josh and I work so well is that we're not trying to step on each other's toes with the type of comedy. I was just going to say we're not trying to step on... <laughs> Ooh, you were too late. You didn't step on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. I, I Yeah, it's there's no subtlety is what we're, what we're getting yes. at with Neelix. There's just no subtlety. I think subtlety is the reason why comedy works so well in Star Trek is like none of the main cast are acting like clowns. Right. Even when they're putting a scenario, like I watched Cupid the other day, just for fun. Yeah. The episode where they all get turned into Robin Hood characters. Yeah, yeah. Even when they are dressed at their silliest, and the silliest shit is happening on screen, they're all still the same characters. Right, they're just like, we're in this weird position because Q put us here. Yes. They're, they're not all of a sudden like... Robin Hood, they're still Captain Picard, right? He's just dressed as Robin Hood. Yeah, Captain Picard is not suddenly doing like Robin Hood Daffy, right? Cartoon bits and shit, right? And they're grounded characters that can be put into ridiculous scenarios for fun, and they all have their own comedic sensibilities that uh, may overlap in certain ways, but don't force themselves onto the audience. I mean, this is like a whole topic for another podcast, but I think that's why that's what's missing with like new Trek too is, is old Star Trek zoomed out of itself a lot. And it was very self-aware of like, how is this going to play in this universe? Now Mm -hmm. it's so close inside of itself. Like the new, all the new shit, there's no perspective. Like old Star Trek understood that if they're going to have a humorous moment, that that's going to have to fit within the realm of what's going on. Like almost like the characters themselves are like looking at humor from the same point of view that we are. Right. That's, that's sort of the thing is like, there's a difference between, uh, I guess for like ease of access, I'll say like in universe humor and humor for the audience only. Right. And I think Star Trek does a really good job of creating scenarios that are in-universe humor. Right. Like, why? Like, it would be funny because these people, they don't care about that shit, right? Like, like, like it would be funny if it happened in real life. Which, yeah. a lot of the things Neelix says and does are only funny in the situation for the audience. Right. If you're into that. Like, say... Like, say the thing I'm thinking about is the Picard Day episode. Right. Where there's the giant banner and Picard has the little figure of himself. And yeah. the Admiral calls him. And he's like, oh, it's Picard Day. And he like pauses for a second and he goes, I'm a role model. <laughs> and the, the Admiral goes, I can see that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like the awkwardness. Like, like he never thought of how awkward it is, right? Like, yes. Because he, he, he doesn't like it. He's like, I don't, I hate this, right? And there's, there's like, it, 
in-universe humor, like, I'm just using TNG as an example because it's the ones that's popping up. Yeah. Like, when Worf is like, I don't want to wear a dress for the dress uniform. It looks like a dress. And Riker's like, what? That's the most outmoded, out sexist yeah. attitude that I've heard, and I can't believe I'm hearing it from you, Worf. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Commander. I- I'll wear the uniform with pride. And he's like... Besides, I think you look good in a dress. Right. It's just, it's so, it's it's all about keeping, like, the characters, like, on their toes, right? Like, everything, yeah. everything has, like, a, a spontaneity to it, almost. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's an art. There, it's it's yeah, an art form. A, there's definitely a difference between forced humor and natural humor. Yeah. And it's knowing when to take your shot, and that's what TNG does really, really well, right? Oh yeah, Deep Space Nine does it. It's like down to a science. Yeah, in Deep Space Nine, it's so good. Yeah, and Voyager has trouble with that sometimes because there are episodes that I really like the Doctor a lot. He's one of the characters I would consider genuinely a great character yeah. on that show. There are episodes where he does annoy me. Oh fuck yeah. He's a bastard some of the time. Sometimes. He's and really, they, and, he's and really they hand- funny as a bastard sometimes, though. Yeah. When he's really annoying, though, is they always kind of hand wave it away as being like, oh, he's malfunctioning. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> like, that's so stupid, right? Like, that's... Yeah. A, like... like Neelix it, is really taking know. a beating in this episode, huh? <laughs> I mean, I would pay to watch that. Neelix is the Jim Belushi of Star Trek characters. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's a fucked up statement. Uh, I said it and I fucking meant it. I mean, it's entirely accurate, but it's that's really fucked up. How does For Carson Jim end Belushi? up their email? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, where do I end off at here? I think uh, it was the thanks... Oh, thanks for your time. (laughs) No, they say, having such limited contact with the series thus far, I can't really say, but I'm curious what you think. We talked about it. Thanks for your time, Carson. P.S. I work at an overnight, I work as an overnight janitor on a university campus, and it gets me all wigged out when y'all talk about shadow people and shit. So cut it out so I don't manifest a damn ghost of you. Oh shit! You probably not look behind you right now. There's all kinds of ghosts on sh- on campuses. There's the PPPPS. Uh, I wrote pee-pee. this email on the clock because fuck, fuck the man. Wage set this cool. Stealing is the coolest crime. It is the coolest crime. There are no crimes higher on the dopeness scale than, than yeah. theft. Yeah, theft from the rich. Yeah. You know what's weird is that we as a society. Uh, let's get into some fucking communist manifesto shit. Oh, shit, know. I'm ready. Let's go. Abolish money. We as a society, like, <laughs> we're capitalists as fuck, right? But, like, yeah. one of the hero- the folk heroes of our society that we put up on a pedestal Robin is Hood. Robin Hood, who is the least capitalistic character in history. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the, that's what's fucking weird about, like, our whole culture, right? Like, we... Yeah. Like even like like Christ, right? Like Jesus, like that dude was the least capitalist motherfucker ever, Absolutely. too. <laughs> and it's like I, I think I've gone on record on this show saying that Robin Hood is probably my favorite fictional like uh, literary character. Not Jesus. <laughs> nah, Jesus is all right. Like I got nothing against Jesus. Robin Hood is cool though. Robin Hood rules. I fucking love Robin Hood, man. Think about it. He's kind of like um. 
He's like Mandalorian-esque, right? I think that's what a lot of comparisons are, like, Robin Hood comparisons. Like, he kind of is out there doing good deeds, you know? It's true. He's really good shot. He's good at shooting things. The, the funny thing about Robin Hood is that everyone's like, oh, Robin Hood and his merry men are heroes fighting back against the sheriff of yeah. Nottingham and the evil Prince John. They're a gang, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're a gang. They're just a gang hanging out in the woods, drinking and partying, and then robbing rich people. Yeah, they kidnapped a friar. <laughs> and then he just joins them because it's so fucking dope. Because he's there. like gets to live in a treehouse, which is rad as fuck. He's like, oh, don't kidnap house. me. Oh, wait, this is rad as fuck, oh, actually. Hold on. I don't have to pay taxes? Hell yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. You're giving it to the poor? Holy shit, this is right up my alley, that's actually. What, that's what that guy did in the book I like. Uh, that everyone is not going to pay any attention to. For that everyone loves years. so much, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our last email of uh, the <laughs> afternoon is, <laughs> whenever you listen to this, is from uh, David Salami. Oh, you get, to do a, you get to do a different voice today. It's entitled, The Boss Sends His Regards. Oh, shit, fuck. Close your heads and listen up, uses lugses. <laughs> the name's David Salami, and I'm souping the kidneys. <laughs> so you's better spill it, see? I already have no idea what any of this means. I don't means. either, holy shit. <laughs> we got your pal David S. on ice. Oh, shit. And he's gonna get chilled off if we don't get what we want, savvy. Don't jerk him off. The bumpkin's been singing like a boyd, and my favorite tune was about this uh, uh, repla maker y'all got on your floating boilers. <laughs> now, it'd be a real shame if anything was to happen to your precious patron and that bunch of berries he sends you every month. <laughs> if one of them makers were to make its way to the boss with, say, a couple recipes from some new heaters, some oyster fruits, maybe some giggle juice for the boys. He might be persuaded to let your sweetheart free, capiche? I mean, are, yeah. Are we dating, David S.? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not against it, but I don't know. Should Are we ready for a three-way relationship? I don't know if I am. Ever since Boss Kirk cut us in on the Fed's action, we've been swimming in cabbage. But the the other feds, bosses. I just got it. Oh, shit. Wow, people are going to really hate that in the episode. <laughs> they call them the feds because it's the Federation. Oh, my God. Well, people are really going to not like that. We're idiots. Uh, we've been swimming in cabbage, but the other bosses are getting soft. You can't light a gasper without some goon asking if you need a hand. I don't know what a gasper is. When you send that maker, send over any other mob Bibles you got. <laughs> Boss is itching for ideas to put the screws on the whole planet. <laughs> Between you's and Isis. You got any bright ideas on how to take over the whole pie? <laughs> now, don't go preaching. I asked yous, or I'll squirt so much metal you leak out of your Chicago overcoat. <laughs> Why, I oughta. <laughs> Signed, David Salami. Can opener on the mob planet, see? Sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. <laughs> well, that's what they did with the communicator. They made Yahoo Mail. <laughs> oh, that doctor, bo he, that doctor fed, he left his uh, cell phone here. 
I don't know, load up a Yahoo Mail. Yeah, whatever you need for this to make sense, whatever. Send over some more mob Bibles. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> this one's so funny. Holy shit. Holy shit. Close, close your heads and listen up, you lugs. I can send a DVD of Casino over. <laughs> Is that a mob Bible? It's like the Ten Commandments of mob movies. Jeez, man. I... Love getting to do stupid voices on this show. That'll never get old for me. That was a so fun. It squirts so much metal. It's like just so ridiculous. Now don't go preaching I asked you or I'll squirt so much metal you leak out of your Chicago overcoat. <laughs> Jeez. Chase. Holy Thank you, fuck. David Salami. We'll send you your heaters, oyster fruits, and giggle juice. Yeah, you want one of them rifle makers? Sure. What are them? What do you call them? Rifle maker. This one makes gold. You like gold, right? Yeah. The thing about the replicator is, like, if you make gold with the replicator, it gold is now worthless. Gold is worthless. <laughs> Well, gold scarcity is the only thing that makes it not worthless when you pretend. But you yeah. can't pretend it's not worthless if you got a bunch of it. Well, they don't. They don't pretend. They're just like, whatever, it's gold. Who cares? They don't give a fuck. Uh, they only no put one... latinum in it because it looks shiny. No, I'm talking about the um, gangster plan. Oh, you're talking about inflation. They know about inflation. Yeah. They're gonna regulate is that. that. In, is that in the is that in casino? Do they talk about? Yeah, that? they talk about. Uh, you know, you gotta leak out the giggle juice a little bit at a time. It's like diamond industry, right? It's all bullshit. Yeah, it is all bullshit. You're right. 100%. I I just saw that uh, Pandora isn't going to sell mined diamonds anymore. They're only selling man-made diamonds. Well, that's good because the mining operations are like. Full slave labor. It is like, good, no. but all, but also, what? <laughs> like, man-made diamonds. So you're saying is point? It's worthless because we could just make diamonds, like perfect diamonds. Whatever. Being able to make something doesn't make it worthless. No, but it, it's diamonds are you just, worthless. You grab a piece of coal and you just push in on both sides as hard like as Superman you can. Like Superman four. And super like Superman four, and you make the diamond. Doesn't he make somebody a diamond? And he's like, here's how you pay for it. <laughs> Yeah. That movie sucks. Superman 4 is a, a masterpiece. Nuclear Man, right? That's with Nuclear yeah. Man. The whole idea, apparently, like, there's there's actual footage that I've seen with my own eyes of, um, there's a cut subplot from that movie that only got a little bit filmed of, uh, they try to make Nuclear Man and fail to begin with, and they make Bizarro. Oh, that would be better. And Superman fights and destroys Bizarro, and then they make Nuclear Man. I mean, but Superman three is also kind of like Bizarro Superman. Uh, is Superman three is the one where he gets split into evil Superman? Yeah, he gets and to Clark be evil, Kent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they really ran out of ideas after the first one. The first one's like, there's a natural disaster, you got to stop. Did and they everyone know? was like, that's cool as fuck. And then in the second one, they were like, three Supermanses come, and you That's gotta the fight good them. One. That's the good one. And then in the third one, they were like, you get split into bad and good Supermanses. Richard Pryor is here. And then in the fourth one, they were like, uh, one evil Supermans comes and fights you. But also, it's a Cold War allegory. <laughs> the thing is, like, whenever you see a Legion of Doom or, like, a... Uh, 
society of supervillains or whatever. It's half made up of Batman villains and half made up of Superman villains. Yeah. And they don't use any of the fucking Superman villains in any of the adaptations. No, they don't. I don't know why. They're like, Superman has to fight Doomsday. Who's a big guy who's strong and kills him in the comics. Where's Brainiac? What the fuck? They're scared of Brainiac for some reason. I don't know. They don't want to use him. It's the perfect villain for Superman. Especially the animated series yeah. version, who's the one who, like, caused Krypton to, like, let itself be destroyed. Yeah, he's the AI of Krypton. That's amazing. You, that could, tie, like, you could tie in the lanterns with it, too. Like, the lanterns. If you like, really wanted to, like, make a universe out of it, for sure. Man, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, Superman has villains that, like, operate on, like, other levels. Like, galactic like, levels, yeah. Like... Uh, if you want to have Superman fight somebody like who's big and tough and can beat him around, at least make it interesting and use like Mongol and have like War World come to Earth, yeah. look at, like trying to enslave the planet. So Superman has to fight in the fucking alien gladiator ring. To yeah, they stop just him. need they need a Thor three Superman. That's all they. That's what yeah. they need to do. Or like if you want to have it just. Uh, have Lex Luthor be a villain who like brings together some of the smaller time villains like uh, like Banshee and uh, Parasite, Parasite and Metallo. Yeah. You could do a whole movie with just Metallo. Like he he's strong as fuck and he wants revenge on Superman. Yeah, he's got Krypton in his chest. Yeah, and he's like uh, you feel for him as an audience member because like. He didn't want to become Metallo, and now he can't fucking feel? That's horrifying. Yeah, it's terrible. He can't feel a vagina anymore. Yeah, he can't taste a vagina. He can't <laughs> can't smell a vagina. <laughs> he can't see it. He can't hear it. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Well, he Ew. can see and hear. He just can't taste or feel. He can't hear it's a like, vagina? That's, I'd kill myself if I couldn't hear a vagina. Could you imagine, like, the idea of not being able to feel anything... It's weird. It's horrifying. It, it'd be like living in a video game, but like not as fun. Yes. Because real life sucks. And that's like, they play it up in the animated series and in the comics sometimes that like Superman can feel pain, but Metallo can't. Yeah. Which makes him way more dangerous. There's a one, I think there's like a Terminator-esque scene in one of them where he's like walking through lava or something. And yeah. he's just like coming out of it and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, he can't feel pain. So yeah. like Superman can beat up on him as much as he wants and it's not going to do anything. Yeah, it's awesome. He's kind of like Ultron, but like better. Yeah. But not James Spader voice. Yeah, not like whatever <laughs> Ultron is. Quippy man. He's like, I'm mad. I'm a mad boy. But really, Brainiac is the, the go-to. That's who they need to make the villain in a Superman movie. I love in the Snyder Cut, they're just like, well, Doomsday, or Darkseid's here, kind of. It's like, what? No, he's not. I, I like Darkseid as a Superman villain okay. The, yeah. Um, the thing is, like, Darkseid as a Superman villain is like taking... Uh, I don't know. It's like taking... A character like Mumra, Mumra, and putting him in GI Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like uh, let's do that, and then you never make Thundercats again. You just oh. stop making Thundercats. What was Darkseid from? 
Darkseid's from the New Gods comic. Oh, uh, okay. Which so he's is like Thanos, like, right? He's just like Thanos. Thanos is a ripoff of him, actually. He came out like eight years after That's Darkseid. funny because he's better. <laughs> Who's better? Thanos. Thanos just wants to fuck death in the comics. Like, Yeah, fucking, yeah. Let him do it. Thanos fucking sucks. That dude can hear a vagina. I'll go on record right now. Thanos fucking sucks. He's a terrible character. That's what I would do with the reality stone. I would just be able to hear vaginas. Uh, you could you could be like a friend of ours, Star Trek friend of ours, and make a vagina so big that even you couldn't fit in it. Yeah, and then I would, yeah. <laughs> then I'd have Benicio Del Toro go, Magnificent! <laughs> um... I don't know, fucking whatever your email was. I don't remember. Uh, David Salami, thank you for your email. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> we really, we went off the rails there. Um, uh, Thanos, I will say Thanos in the movies is a pretty good character. Yeah, Thanos in the is, movies. His yeah. plan is dumb as fuck. Well, yeah, like, Darkseid in the movies is like, I'm a bad guy from a children's cartoon. My plan is to be a bad guy. Right, and also there's like... <laughs> A, a formula and and it's like what is what are you talking about oh i like that i didn't know they did that in the movie the anti-life anti formula yeah which is uh the ability to subjugate all minds instantaneously that's fun i um, want that he basically just wants to turn all of existence into a slave race to do his bidding why what is he, what's he mining just fire just fire mining all the big holes on the planet. Yeah, what's up That's with what that? powers the planet. Like, he, he taps the core. Oh, man. And that powers all the technology on the planet. Who, who's that, like, weird lady? <laughs> is, it, is she old? Yeah, Grandma or whatever. And Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness, yeah. She's fucking hilarious. Granny Goodness is almost always voiced by Ed Asner. Yeah, Ed Asner. I find amazing. Yeah, which is fucking really funny, right? Like, but, like, uh, Granny Goodness is, like, in charge of, like, the the slave pits. Like, the orphanage that, like, kids no one wants gets thrown that's into. That's right, she and then she finds... them into slaves. She finds, like, like uh, minions that way, right? Yeah, like, like, the ones who, like, survive the horrible... Like, like experience morph. and training get turned into uh she she has like the female furies that like big barda is a member of is that Worf? who who's michael dorn voice in the cartoon uh he, i don't remember michael dorn voice in he looks in the like cartoon. a werewolf oh steppenwolf no no is it so no no steppenwolf's the uncle calabac calabac yeah oh fuck he does voice calabac yeah he does holy shit the thing about the new gods is it's like a mythology. It's right. not like a comic book, really. It's uh, like there's a, a lot of comic booky elements, but it was supposed to stand alone and be its own thing. Ah, stand alone. <laughs> like uh, the two planets are the good and evil, right? Right. I'm, not, I'm just gonna explain a fucking comic book on this. I'm yeah, curious. let's fuck it. Um, and Dark Side rules one planet, and High Father rules the other. Is that uh, the dad? They they switched their their sons, right? Yeah, they've been at war for like a billion years. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, in order to call a truce for the first time in a billion years, High Father wants the war to stop, and Dark Side wants time to plan. Right. So Dark Side gives his son Orion to Orion. High Father. Right. And High Father gives his son uh, Scott Free. Who becomes Mr. Miracle? He he wasn't named yet. He was a baby. He yeah. gives him to Darkseid, and Darkseid just throws him into the fucking orphan pits because he doesn't care. 
and Orion gets raised on the good planet, New Genesis, and becomes like the main character. Yeah, and he has like a cool scooter that he flies around on. Yeah, he's got a space scooter that's got a a laser gun on it. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's dorky as fuck, but I love it. I don't know why. <laughs> I remember getting really into this because of the cartoon, the show. Oh, yeah. Anytime something, like, crazy fucking cool and cosmic happens in the cartoons, it's, like, Jack Kirby's New Gods. He invented all yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I, that's why I like the um, the Justice League shows, too, because it's a lot oh, of yeah. that, like, like, alien like, shit. That was such a fucking great plot in Superman the Animated Series where um, Intergang is like the gang that ruled Metropolis before Superman showed up. Yeah. And he just fucking styles all over them for like half a season because they're just gang members. (laughs) Yeah, they're just regular ass idiots. (laughs) And this dude, this weird fucking dude shows up and he's like, hey, I've got weapons for you. Yeah. And suddenly Intergang starts having these fucking laser weapons that can hurt Superman. Yeah. And these, like, giant tanks and shit that it looked like alien. And it turns out that eventually the dark side is the one who's giving them these weapons yeah, he's a weapons shit. dealer, yeah. Yeah, so that he can learn how to destroy Superman so that he can come to Earth and get the anti-life equation. Yeah, they kind of talk about that in the Snyder movie where they're like, Superman's gone, now's our time, right? Because... It's smart. He's like, because he's fucking scary as shit, right? Like, Superman will fucking wreck you. Like, they, um, just like a regular gang being, like, guns supplied by space aliens is really fucking fun. They got new heaters. (laughs) It's like a fun version of the plot of the Star Trek episode we watched. But yeah, Orion shows up in that and like Yeah, uh, he warns Superman, right? Like Superman's getting shot around by these weapons and getting hurt and like it doesn't hurt Orion at all. He's just like tearing through the tanks like they're fucking paper. It's all like that fucking like ancient aliens fucking mythology, like Thor and shit, right? It's all the whole the whole idea of them being the new gods is like Ragnarok happens. Yeah. And the planet of the gods, like the world of the gods gets split into two. Yeah. And that's where the two planets come from. Yeah, it's like, in Marvel, it's like Thor, right? It's the same, it's all the same. It's well, just Thor's fu- just the same, the actual guy from the myths. Yeah, he's the guy, yeah. But it's all the same shit. It's just different. Like, it's like how the Khajiit call, uh, uh, Sheogorath, like, what, what do they call him? Like, Sheokat or something like that. Like, it's just, like it's that. the same guy, but it's just a different name, right? Like, like, uh, the new gods do have, like, domains that they're kind of, like, uh, they're, like, part of. Like, Orion is the war god. Yeah, it's, Nor- it's Norse. And, it's Norse mythology, right? And, uh, no, it's not Norse at all. But it There's is. Nothing Norse but it's about ba- it. But it's based off of it. It's the same shit. Like, in Norse mythology, like, no. they the whole, the whole have a different... The, the new gods is, like, to turn superheroes into a mythology. So yeah. there's stuff taken from Greek and stuff taken from Norse, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're uh, saying the same they're, thing. They're, de- they're not, like, the same people. No, what I'm saying. no, but it is, though, because when you... Like, if you were an alien and, you and like, you came to Earth and you were like, show me some Norse mythology and some Greek mythology, and then I did, and then you're like, okay, what's this comic book stuff? You'd be like, oh, this is the same stuff, because it's just the same stuff. We're all telling the same stories. 
Yeah, all, it's, it's all, we we've been telling the same stories for a million years. Well, when they're not good, when they're, I mean, when they're not bad, don't fix them. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's the saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we tangented for about a half hour because we didn't have a whole lot of emails. So, well, you get like a shoot the shit or whatever. Yeah, about whatever the fuck we talked about for the last while. I am so stoked that tomorrow I get to have a fever. I'm excited that tomorrow you'll be free of the coronavirus, I don't, except the little bit that's in you. I don't want to make it sound like I don't want to go get it. I am really jacked that I'll have the second shot, because, like, yeah, the, I'm super The side dumb. effects are going to just knock you right the oh, fuck Oh, fuck. I'm going to be so fucked up. It's going to rule. I When I'm at the Rite Aid, I'm going to just go to the NyQuil aisle, get a bottle of NyQuil, get some Pedialyte, some Gatorade cup of soup <laughs> hell yeah Just i'm gonna all liquid diet for a few days i'm gonna drive home and lay down and fucking wait just wait for my doom fucking lay down on the couch put a funnel in my mouth and just <laughs> dump the liquids down in it funnel the baby the baby juice <laughs> ew that's not gross ew. <laughs> it's a liquefied child it's good Ugh. I thought you meant jizz. <laughs> no, oh, that would help, maybe. It's soothing for your throat. I guess anyway, we'll find out. <laughs> th- thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody who sent us an email. We appreciate the hell out of it. Like, uh, even even the one that I didn't understand about the uh, the restaurant, Ruby Tuesdays. That was good, too. Thank you. That's because it was whatever. Just send whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we made our bed. We got to lay in it. It's fine. Yeah, at some point, we're going to have to just accept it, right? Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody who wrote in. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show and write into us, you can shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com, and we'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast, where you can keep up with the latest and greatest news about our podcast, what's happening in the world of Star Trek. <laughs> It's not a it's not a news feed. I don't know why I'm saying that, but <laughs> what's the magazine? A Starlog. Starlog. Yeah, it's like yeah, a star we're log. the Starlog of the internet. Yeah. Um, become a patron is what you should really be doing with your life. <laughs> you want to be cool. You used to be so cool. Do you want to be cool again? What happened? Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar you get access to all sorts of shit that I always say at the end of every episode. You know what it is. It's tons of crap. You got a small sampling of it today. Yeah, we do a show called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit where we just tangent around and talk about whatever with a loose framework like the second half of this episode was. (laughs) So if you dug that, head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. It's good shit. Um. Wallpapers, other podcasts, uh, Discord full of the people who write in, who can help you write in about Ruby Tuesday Feet if picks. you want to. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't remember that, but if it gets us more patrons, feet pics. <laughs> I'm ready to whore out fully. Whore out with my bore out. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in uh, another week with some more M-Class goodies for your ears. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye, suckers. Fools. (laughs) It's been a long week since the last email. 
It's been a long time Since that last rich master's tale Pitch it or ditch it from Boston Shaw I need to catch my fix Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M class email I swear there's never a pass in M class email It's always been singular that's M class email Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail It's M class it's M-Class M-Class email